Hello there and welcome to another mini episode of the SWTVC podcast, the audio home of the SWTVC crew and the ongoing push for the continued existence, expansion and success of the heritage scale of Star Wars collecting. I'm John, aka at the Vintage Concepts on Instagram, and as you probably know, the top 25 most wanted figure submission window is open. We will use this info to shape this year's SWTVC March Madness bracket. Uh, you've heard from some of the other members on the team here, and you may have heard me talk about my list on a recent live stream on Bosk's Bounty's YouTube channel, but today I'm going to go down my list in excruciating detail one by one to plead my case. You've probably already heard us talk about it a lot, but SWTVC March Madness is a community effort that we at SWTVC on Instagram have been running these past few years to get a snapshot of what the TVC collecting community's general priorities are through a 64-character elimination bracket. To build that bracket, we ask vintage collection fans from all across the collecting community to rank their top 25 most wanted figures. That includes you listening to this podcast right now. We've already gotten more submissions this year than last, which is awesome but we'd love to keep building on that, and so would the Star Wars brand team at Hasbro. While this is an entirely fan-run project that has no official bearing on the future of the line, multiple brand team members have mentioned that they follow the tournament and keep track of the results. It came up as recently as this month's Q&A sessions. If you haven't done your personal Top 25 list yet, you have until 11.59pm Pacific Time on Tuesday, January 31st to submit your lists. You can do so on the pinned post over on our Instagram page at SWTVC where you can see all the rules that I frankly don't feel like running down yet again. Or you can do it on one of the articles, videos, or posts from one of our many esteemed community partners. Uh, you can also create your own Instagram post and tag us at SWTVC and use hashtag SWTVC March Madness. But please try to only submit in one location to avoid duplication. If you gotta submit it in more than one place, just write a little note on there. Let me know. So, my personal list is more or less the same as it was the past two years. Uh, with a few rearrangements and additions here and there. The Force has been with me a little bit, and each year I've been able to take four figures off my list after Hasbro made them. So from my 2021 list, they made General Merrick, Bo-Katan Kreese, Purge Trooper from Fallen Order, and the Clone Trooper from uh, Clone Wars Season 7, the 332nd Company. From my 2022 list, they made Hunter from The Bad Batch, coming soon anyway, Bespin Security Guard, Helder Spinoza, Paz Vizsla, also coming soon, unless you're uh, lucky and already have it. And Antok Merrick's astromech droid, who we now know as R2SHW. So, my list is pretty bizarre at first glance, and at second glance, and at most glances actually, but there is a method to the madness here. Many of these choices are figures that I feel we missed out on getting when their media was new. Uh, some of these characters either almost made the cut and got into the line, or were released in a different scale, but not 3.75 inches. I love the history of Star Wars action figures, and a lot of these choices are a part of that in some way. The deleted scenes, if you will, the ones that got away, the roads not traveled. Shout out to Holographic Newt Gunray, still waiting on ya. So other choices here are to hashtag complete the crew, and close out some existing sets of figures, including uh, ones based around playsets or vehicles, that are only missing one or two key characters. And others still are meant to expand the line in new directions, adding to categories that currently only have one or two characters filling in key gaps from new Star Wars stories. To me, all of these goals are important and can coexist in the line. And yes, before you get upset, I probably do want all the regular old stuff you want, like a new and improved Baze Malbus with ball-jointed armpits and yet another Tatooine Luke, 57th times the charm. I'll be glad to see them on the bracket again. I'm sure they'll do well. And I'm going to buy each and every slightly improved version of Darth Vader and Boba Fett they throw at us 
from now until the day I die in any wacky color paint scheme they want to do. But I'm personally most engaged when there's a big line of main and obscure characters from stories new, old, and in between. Even though I am actually quite happy with TVC these past couple years, I certainly wish there was more space in the line to get real weird with it. Anyway, without further ado, here are my top 25 most wanted TVC figures for 2023. Number 25, Lumpy. This weird little dude holds a special place in my heart. Holiday special, that is. Chewbacca's son Lumpy was probably meant to be cute and endearing, but ended up kind of bizarre and creepy, much like the holiday special itself. Chewie's whole family was going to be released by Kenner back in the late 70s, and as I mentioned, I'm always intrigued by items that didn't quite make it into the line. Maybe there's a good reason they didn't, but doesn't mean I want them any less. Number 24, Grief Karga from Season 1 of The Mandalorian. We're on the verge of yet another costume for the Magistrate in Mandalorian Season 3, but we still need his original Bounty Hunter Guild outfit to complete the Navarro Cantina playset from last year. We always bring up the client for that scene too, and I do want him, but he dies right as the action starts, and Grief sticks it out to the very end, so he gets the edge here. Uh, Black Series used parts from the Season 1 Grief to build a Season 2 version, so now I'm hoping TVC can do the opposite, leverage the great Season 2 Grief we already have. Number 23, Theron Net, Red Tin. From about 2006 to 2012-ish, Hasbro did a really great job of filling out the ranks of the Rebel pilots. They made just about every speaking member of Red Squadron from the Battle of Yavin, except for Red Tin, Theron Net. He has a cool circular design on his helmet, and several lines in the film, and we already have multiple figures of his astromech droid R2-X2 in multiple colors as they went back and corrected it, all that whole thing. Uh, in A New Hope, when he dies in the trench run, the edit suddenly cuts to a different pilot, Pucknako. So, much like the film, I'm going to cheat here a little bit, get Pucknako in the last second, and ask for both figures. Maybe even in a trooper pack using the uh, fantastic 2019 X-Wing pilot Luke body? That'd be awesome. Number 22, Velkin Tazeri. Hashtag vote for Velkin, hashtag suns out, guns out. This is a figure to close out the subset, as he's the last remaining guard from the prisoner skiff. He can also provide the body of Nizik Beck and Weeba Weeba from the palace and sail barge, so he's kind of a threefer. There are a number of guards still to do from the barge and the second skiff, like Barada and Yats Orin. I want, want them all. Gotta get them all. But after we finally got the driver Vidane alongside the new skiff a couple years back, now that it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, there's no better time to complete the crew and get Velkin on deck. Number 21, Huang. The first few seasons of The Clone Wars were really well covered by the animated figure line, and we just got a ton of great Season 7 figures in TVC from The Siege of Mandalore. But there's a lot of stuff in between that was never made in any figure line at all. You'll be seeing more of these traces later on in the list, but the first up is Huang, the droid who helps younglings build their lightsabers in Season 5. Uh, spoiler alert, this ancient droid even made a surprise reappearance in the leaked Ahsoka teaser, so hopefully a lot more people will be introduced to him later this year. It would be a great time to bring him into the line. Clone Wars 20th and all that. Number 20, First Order Jet Trooper. Say what you will about The Rise of Skywalker, but one of the biggest disappointments was the total lack of a dedicated 3.75-inch figure line to accompany the film. We only got a handful of figures from the final chapter of the Skywalker saga, so the idea of building that out is another driving force behind many of the choices on my list. The 6-inch Black Series and 5-inch Galaxy of Adventures lines both sculpted the white First Order Jet Trooper from Pisana, and then repainted them as the red Sith Jet Trooper from Exegol, but TVC only ever got the Sith Exegol version. It's only the only accurate one out of all three scales since it includes the sculpted ridges on the armor, so that means the smooth First Order one 
would need to include more newly tooled parts for 100% accuracy. I think the chest might be the same, but I really wouldn't be that bummed if they reuse some of the Sith Jet Trooper parts here. Number 19, General Leia Organa from The Force Awakens. Hasbro's Leia figure from their 5POA The Last Jedi line is pretty well done, actually. And their 3.75-inch Black Series version from the very, very end of The Force Awakens is... It's interesting. But they never made her more prominent outfit from earlier in the film, in any 3.75-inch form. Uh, which is seen in key moments like reuniting with Han Solo, comforting Rey, and commanding the attack on Starkiller Base. It was done, of course, in the 6-inch Black Series. Gotta balance those scales, Hasbro. Uh, and I do want a TVC Force Awakens Han, but since we don't have any 3.75-inch version of this Leia, we do at least have a 5POA Han. Leia takes the lead. Number 18, Kane Adis. Is it two giraffes standing next to each other? Is it a two-headed, long-lost Toys R Us exclusive Jeffrey figure? Is it a cat-dog situation with a head on each end? I don't know, and neither does anyone else. Kanadis kind of rose to prominence in behind-the-scenes footage for Return of the Jedi, but for a long time no one was really sure if it actually ended up in the final film or not, which lends it a cool air of mystery. Uh, you can kind of sort of see it up on the Jabba's palace steps as Luke and Han are sentenced to death in the Sarlacc pit, and what we need in the line, of course, is more figures that you can kind of sort of see in the movies. But to me, it's the kind of perfectly bizarre, weird alien the line could use a lot more of, especially now that it's the 40th anniversary of the movie and we have a Jabba's Palace playset on the way. Number 17, Padme Amidala, Lake Gown from Attack of the Clones. Hasbro did a great job of getting almost all of Padme's Episode 1 looks into action figure form over the years in some form or fashion, but there's still quite a few unmade outfits from 2 and 3. We used to get a new one about once a year, and lately it seems like all we can hope for is maybe a random photoreal update like the Black Gown repack we got in 2021. And unfortunately, we didn't get any Padme look for uh, Attack of the Clones' 20th anniversary last year. I, I would be happy with any new Padme at this point, but I've always liked the look of this dress that blends from yellow to pink to purple. It's not nearly as ornate sculpting-wise as some of her other looks, but Hasbro could do a great job with the paintwork here. And she'd look great next to the recent photoreal Anakin update. Number 16, Kino Loy. Your Snoke theory is suddenly relevant again? Maybe not, but it was great to see Andy Serkis in another role this past year on Andor. There were a lot of standout moments and performances in this series, but perhaps my favorite episode was One Way Out, featuring Kino Loy leading the prison break despite knowing he himself might not make it out to safety. Now I know, I know, a barefoot old man might not make the most exciting action figure ever, but since everyone else in the Narkina 5 prison was wearing the same uniform, eh, see where I'm getting here? Kino Loy could easily lead to other prisoners like Melshi or Keith Gergo, who, if you ask me, bears a suspicious resemblance to that rapscallion Cassian Andor. Number 15, Frog Lady. Poor, poor Frog Lady. All she wanted was to reunite with her husband, keep her species going. Then she had to deal with these giant spiders and some little goober eating all her eggs. She's a perfect mix of totally goofy and surprisingly emotional, with a perfectly kinnery name that is croaking to get on a vintage card back. She fills out the Razor Crest displays. She has an awesome egg canister backpack that I would love to see Hasbro translate into figure form. And we already have Maldo Kreese versions of Mando and Grogu, so we just need a frog lady to go with them. Number 14, Poe Dameron from The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, we got an episode 9 Poe in the line, but it's just a repack of his episode 7 X-Wing pilot version. So here I'm talking about the outfit he wears for most of the rest of the movie, on Pasana and throughout the rest of it, with the bandolier and gloves and the Indiana Jones vibes. His other jacketed episode 7 and 8 looks were at least done in 5 POA, but since 9 didn't get a dedicated figure line, we don't have this look in any format. 
uh, or any scale actually. It's a fun look that I think would make for a fun figure. Number 13, Dryden Voss. The Criminal Dawn of Crimson Dawn almost made it into the 5POA solo line, according to some rumors, but almost isn't good enough here. He did come out in a Black Series wave almost a year after the film came out, and that wave, to me, is sort of representative of the Balance of Scales Hasbro topic, since it contains a few other characters we still don't have in TVC or some in 3.75 inches at all, including number 7 on my list. How's that for a little teaser? Uh, even though Hasbro and Lucasfilm overall largely seem to have moved on from Solo, I was really happy to see Tropical Lando from the end of the movie make it into the line this year, albeit on a Battlefront card. So maybe they can do something similar with Dryden, since he did appear in the Siege of Mandalore arc of the Clone Wars, briefly in a cameo in the background, but you know, that's something. Maybe he'll pop back up in the Bad Batch and give Hasbro another excuse to bring him out. You know, Paul Bettany's still on that Disney payroll. We'll see. His arms and legs are actually pretty simple. And I think they could be reused from existing tooling, like a Lando figure, if that helps. Dryden never asks for anything twice, but I'll keep asking for Dryden, as long as I have to. Number 12, Kitster and Wald, Darth Vader's boyhood BFFs. As we know, the Phantom Menace has been super well covered in various 3.75 inch lines over the years, but these are some of the more prominent Episode 1 characters that have never been made at all. Uh, again, I'm fully aware these aren't the most thrilling, toyetic choices, but I do know that much like Dryden or Lumpy, they've been discussed as being in the line in years past. They just never quite made the cut, and I'd like to see that still happen one day. Uh, if Anakin can finally win the pod race after years of failing, you know, maybe Kitster and Wald can make it into the line. Uh, this dynamic duo actually reappeared in the Marvel comics recently, and the Mandalorian himself even quoted Kitster last year when he described his in-one joyride as wizard. Number 11, Ben Solo, Exegol. To paraphrase the Rise of Skywalker trailer, Evan doesn't talk about him, but I do. The sequence where Ben Solo runs to Rey's rescue and the Dyad finally teams up on the light side of the Force is thrilling. It was over all too soon, but I'd love to commemorate it in figure form. We already have a fantastic Rey from this movie, but we don't have a Sith Eternal Palpatine or his guards or most of the Knights of Ren for Ben to fight. But a Ben Solo figure could share parts with a new Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, who I do think is pretty marketable and has been done in almost every conceivable scale except 3.75. Number 10, Jackson. He ain't no rodent. Sadly, he ain't no 3.75 inch figure either. Collectors wanted this giant green space rabbit for decades. And when Hasbro finally decided to immortalize him in plastic, they made him in the 6 inch scale. The Black Series version uh, does use parts from X-Wing and Tatooine Luke. So maybe once Hasbro finally brings Tatooine Luke into TVC, they can reuse his legs for Jackson here too. Number 9, Asajj Ventress, Bounty Hunter. Another great design from Clone Wars Season 4 and 5 that's never been released as a figure, and another great character who's never been in TVC. This is her look when she follows her moral compass, goes rogue as a bounty hunter, working alongside the likes of Boba Fett and Ahsoka Tano. As Evan mentioned on his episode, this outfit is more or less the same as her Dark Disciple version, albeit with much less hair and an awesome helmet. So I'd be thrilled with any combination of this outfit. Number 8, Pelimato. Amy Sedaris already rules. Now she speaks alien languages, repairs Starship, and talks about her history dating Jawas? Even better. The episode of the Book of Boba Fett that featured Peli and Mando refurbishing a Naboo Starfighter was a highlight, and I think just about everyone immediately wanted to buy that ship. Uh, well, the ship wouldn't be complete without its mechanic, so I really hope both are coming to the line. You know, Hasbro can even reuse the Cal Kestis' BD-1 as Peli's BD-72. Maybe throw in a pitch right or two, why not? Number 7, Vice Admiral Holdo, the internet's favorite character. 
She was part of the same six-inch Black Series wave as Dryden Voss. Like I said, that was kind of when it was clear we couldn't expect Hasbro to release their Black Series characters in 3.75 inches anymore, a problem that's only gotten worse with each passing movie and show. Of course, I don't really expect Hasbro to release her at this point. I want them to release every character in 3.75 inches if they already exist in 6 inches. For me personally, that's what Balance of Scales Hasbro is about. Also, the so-called Holdo maneuver is one of the most striking moments in the entire saga, and Laura Dern is just plain awesome. Mattel knows this, and they've sold me three different Jurassic Park Ellie Sattler figures within the last few months alone. I'm this close to getting an extra Hammond collection Ellie to customize my own Holdo. Don't make me do it, Hasbro. Number 6, Finn from The Rise of Skywalker. After borrowing Poe's jacket for two movies, Finn finally gets his own clothes. Hasbro released this version as a 5-inch Galaxy of Adventures figure and... no other formats. It's sort of insane to me that there isn't a single Finn in TVC at all. You know, at the very, very least, I'd, I'd take a repack, a photoreal repack of the 3.75-inch Black Series version, maybe with a lightsaber, but an all-new Episode 9 version would be even better and he would display really well with the previously mentioned Poe and Jet Trooper figures on my list. Number 5. Kleeg Lars, Shmi's My Wife Kleeg is another one of the few prominent prequel characters who have never been made into an action figure. We have Attack of the Clones versions of Owen, Baru, C-3PO, even Padme in the outfit she wears when she meets them. And we recently got that aforementioned definitive Anakin with the robe he wears for most of the movie. But we don't have the big man himself, the head of the table! Hasbro once said that they looked at including Klee in the line, but couldn't figure out how to include his hover chair. World building said anyone? Just another figure that was considered, but never released. Maybe for Attack of the Clones' 30th anniversary? I can dream. Number 4, Pong Krell. A major part of one of my favorite Clone Wars arcs, Pong Krell was a real jerk. But he would make for a hell of an action figure with four arms, two double-bladed lightsabers, come on now. Now that there's a new Phase 2 clone trooper coming in the line, celebrating 20 years of Clone Wars, Hopefully they can at least make some of the 501st Troopers who worked with Krell on Umbara. But General Krell himself would be a great candidate for the deluxe world-building expression, as he might not fit on a card. He did pretty well in the last two years of March Madness, so hopefully Hasbro acts like Dogma and gets Krell in their sights. Speaking of sights... Number 3, Crosshair, Imperial. I really want the Bad Batch in the line. Last year I had Hunter and Imperial Crosshairs number 2 and 3. Thankfully Hunter is finally coming. Hopefully the other Bad Batch members are on their way. I don't assume anything anymore, but I chose to keep Crosshair and his Imperial look on the list as a sign that I do want them all on the line. Crosshair's story is one of the most compelling parts of the Bad Batch Season 1, and it looks like it's continuing after a great third episode of Season 2, where Crosshair teams up with Commander Cody and makes him rethink his position in the Empire, one of the best episodes of the series. In the Black Series, Hasbro reused some of Hunter's tooling to get Crosshair into the line in his original Clone Force 99 armor, and then added some more newly tooled parts to get his Imperial look. I bet they'll follow a similar path in TVC, but I hope they go the extra mile to make his Imperial look more screen accurate than the Black Series version, and also give him his shaved head look from later in the first season. Number 2, Luthen Rail. I thought about all the great Andor characters I want to see in the line, how best to spread my points across them, but then I had to ask myself, wouldn't you rather give it all at once to something Rail? Much like Kino further down the list, Luthen was just an incredible character, given life by an incredible performance from Stellan Skarsgård who turns up and instantly makes any franchise better. From Star Wars, to Dune, to Marvel, to the most epic of them all, the Mamma Mia saga. I'd prefer his green trench coat look that he wears throughout the season, his field operative look, some people call it, so he can shoot his way off of Ferrix with the new Cassian Andor figure and, potentially, hopefully, one day down the line if we're really good, pilot a TVC Fondor Hallcraft. Ooh, 
God, that'd be awesome. Number one, couldn't be anyone other than Sweet Sweet Similu, Imperial Dignitary, the last true Finish the 96 character. There are a number of classic Kinder cardbacks we still need in TVC, and plenty of figures that need updates into TVC, but all the other Kinder characters have at least been redone by Hasbro in one line or another, other than Similu. Similu goes with plenty of recent vintage collection items, including the Emperor, Royal Guards, the Throne Room set, and even upcoming stuff this year, like Moff Gerard and the Return of the Jedi Darth Vader. It's the movie's 40th anniversary. I can't think of a better time to get Simulu in the line. So that's my list. It's not the same as yours. But that's because it's mine. Where's yours? Have you submitted it yet? Ah, oh, gotta submit it. Time's ticking. Clock's ticking. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and YouTube at SWTVCN both. You can also find me at The Vintage Concepts on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. There's a link on our Instagram. Uh, a huge thank you to all the sites who have helped us out this month. John Miko and the Star Wars of Vintage Collection Facebook group, the Dark and the French Vintage Collection Facebook group, YouTube channels including Bosk's Bounty, Toys of the Way, and Middle-Aged Kiwi Man collecting Star Wars figures from making videos about the Top 25 submissions, sites and pages like Bantha Skull, Victoria's Cantina, Galactic Figures, Yak Face, Rebel Scum, Jedi Temple Archives, Jedi News, Star Wars Figurine, Yoda's News, and Adventures in Collecting for hosting sites to collect lists or direct readers to us. And thank you to everyone who has submitted your personal lists. If you haven't, well, feel free to just copy mine entirely. It's obviously already perfect. That does it for this mini-episode of the SWTVC podcast. As always, keep 375 alive, back TVC, balance the scales, Hasbro, finish the 96, vote for Velkin, time for Tonica, bring me Ben Solo, submit your list. Sweet, sweet Similu, why not? Get hyped for March Madness, may the force be with you.